106.9. Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com and on iHeartRadio. Joined every morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. My man, we are down 03. And this is going to bring up some interesting conversations now. I think the national conversation about LeBron James being better than Michael Jordan, I think, will end pretty much right now. I know I have been on record saying that I believe that LeBron is better than Michael Jordan, and if I was going to be honest with you this morning, I believe the way I have answered that question in the past is is that if I were given the ability to play professional basketball and could have the skill set of either of those two players, I guess what I was always saying is I would rather have been LeBron James maybe than Michael Jordan. But I think I, I think those conversations, uh, uh, those those comparisons are going to start, you're going to start hearing those less and less now, I think. Um, I'm going to disagree on that one. I, uh, I, I, I certainly think that there's, you know, going to be, I mean, people who make the argument of, well, Jordan never lost in the finals already had that argument. You know what I'm saying? Like, so get swept twice in the finals. That's going to be an indictment. It well, will I, I, by, it, by sports. People will consider that to be an indictment. I mean, in, 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 in the fashion of like, well, if that's the argument that you're going to make, and that's the that's the, the 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 ammunition that you have. Then I guess then that's the end of the argument. If, if, if that's what the point is, I think there's a point to be made of. Well, how many did you make it to six? So what happened those other eight seasons of your career? If you're not going to consider that, then you're right. You 100 percent like then then the argument is over. I, I just I I just know how this stuff works, and this is people care about. We have put the premium on championships, and he's not going to get there. If you're going to if you're going to look at it from the national perspective of like of is that what people are going to say? Sure, that's what people are going. That's to That's what say. I'm saying. That's what the national conversation is if, going to be. If, if if you're asking me what my opinion still is, then no, I will disagree with that. I, I will. Like I said, if I was given the ability to join the NBA today as a player and they said you could have the skill set of either guy, I would pick LeBron because he can do more things. And so I guess that's what I've always been saying when I think when I say I think LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. Is he more accomplished than Michael Jordan? Obviously not because he does not have all the championships and that's how we're, we and that's how the country is how going to judge it. Is Bill Russell more accomplished than Michael Jordan? See, I, I, I agree with you on that conversation. I'm telling you, people are not going to allow him to pass Michael because of this. So people who are going to be uh, who are I'm talking not, about sports media. These are the people who move these these things, so, right? But I mean, these are people who are 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 obviously have their own agenda. People sure. who have their own narrative to push, and people who are not being truly like objective about this. Not being truly like, okay, well, let's look at this and break this down. I think if you're truly objective about it, and I know I have LeBron Homerism on me, I know I do. But like, I make room for like the points of here. What here's why Jordan's better, and I also make room for the points of here's why LeBron's better. I think LeBron has more points on his side still. Like I. Said, said if i was given the opportunity today i would want to play like lebron james that's that's so for me that's that would mean that the lebron is better but i know how it's judged that's not how people are going to judge it and now today or actually i should say after the game last night he now does admit that i'm what do you say? Mentally and physically drained. Where yesterday he said, I'm averaging a triple-double in the NBA Finals. I think I'm good. And this is where he does give his haters ammunition. He does where, because it's like he, when people say to me, he's an excuse-ridden person, 
it's hard to not give them a little bit of, well, yeah, all right, there is some of that. Now, are things excuses or reasons? Right. I, you know what I mean? You can make the argument there. But to say that you're not fatigued at all yesterday, but then game three is the one that took it all out of you, I think is a little crazy. Well, I mean, honestly, you've got you've got the answers that, you're, that you, you want to hear and the answers that people give. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think yesterday when it's like, hey, we're looking at this and we're trying to win this game, of course you're going to say, like, no, I'm good, it's fine. You give the answer that you're supposed to give, and then when you give that candid answer, it's like then that's used against you. So, I, sure, I mean, I, I don't disagree there. I uh, I would also tell you if you're a Cavaliers fan, brace yourself for another LeBron James leaving the Cavaliers story. Brace yourself for it. I don't I, I don't see how a guy who the national conversation has been, are you better than Jordan, is going to be okay with what is happening right now. And you heard him say the other day, ah, it's just basketball. Now last night I'm physically, I'm emotionally drained. He's preparing you for them losing. He's preparing you for, like, dude, it, this game, th- this series, he's talking about how they have more firepower, how they have all these things. He's preparing you for a sweep. And I don't think a guy with that ability who's gone to seven straight finals is going to be swept by this team and look around and go, yeah, this is okay. I don't see it. Well, which is why I think that there's obviously going to be a big move made by the Cavaliers in the upcoming offseason. What do you think that move will be? Um, I honestly, there's, you know, I I think a lot of people are like, well, this this trade's going to happen or that trade's going to happen. I think LeBron has perspective on it takes time for guys to get accustomed to playing with him. You saw it in the first year of Miami. You saw it in the first year of Cleveland. Um, You know, it took Kevin Kevin Love three years to kind of get together with him. It took Dwayne Wade and and, and Chris Paul, you know, years to get together with him. So I don't think it's going to be a big trade. I think there's going to be free agents and possibly two free agents that make the move over in the sense of, hey, we want to play for NBA championships in the final years of our career. And I think both those guys are going to take less money. And I think both those guys have played with LeBron James before. I think Dwayne Wade leaves Chicago, takes less money to come play with Cleveland. And I think Chris Bosh, who's now no longer a member of the Miami Heat, takes less money and comes and plays with Cleveland. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're both available. There's no reason why either one of those dudes wouldn't do it. Both of them have made a grip of money in the NBA. And if they have two years to like, hey, let's just try to go get another ring. Why wouldn't you do it? It's not asking guys in their financial prime or in their money making prime of their career. I don't think it's good enough to leave that. Well, I mean, I don't know what other options you have. I mean, the Cavaliers are a little hamstrung with what they can do there. And I don't know where else they find people like, oh, trade Kevin, Kevin Love for Paul George. I mean, that's a it's, it's, it, that's that's an idea certainly, but how long does it take for Paul George to like reassimilate right. himself into LeBron two years into LeBron's style of play? Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, those guys know how to play with LeBron James. Yeah, but by the end of it, Chris Bosh hated it, and and Dwayne Wade's old, bro. I I just I don't think that those things. That's not going to do it. You're not going to beat the Warriors with that. And you've got a better opportunity, certainly, I think. I mean, when you have, you know, Dwayne Wade's still a pretty damn good basketball player. Yeah, I mean, I'm not knocking Wade. I mean, he's he's great for sure. But, I mean, I thought and, their problem was is that they played a too similar style of basketball. And that's why it took them too long, why it took them an extra year, is that LeBron and Dwayne Wade played too similar when they first joined Odd. Well, and I think that, you know, at this point in Dwayne Wade's career, he's going to be able to say, it's not my team where in that first year of Miami well even in the second year in Miami he realized that right it was it was a there was a little bit not a power struggle but there was a little bit of learning to how to play with each other I think that's I I see wow that's an idea I have heard nobody else float so I'll give you credit on that one all right but I I think it's a huge splash 
that's not going to get it done, which again, I'm going to go back to this word, is going to be an indictment on his legacy. You've got limited options is, is the way that I'm looking at this. I mean, I know it's nice to be like, well, dude, no, we'll just get all the best players and bring them over here, but that's not going to be a, no. a, a reality. So you're going to have to... You I think he leaves. You can't add by subtracting here. Like you can't. I, I think they're going to have a much time, harder time adding by a trade or something like that. You have to bring talent in. You just, you can't ship talent out. I think, uh, and, and maybe I'm a pessimist, but I think that this tension of this is going to bring out some of the problems we've seen in the past with Dan Gilbert and LeBron James. I think they're going to argue all off season about money. And I, I, I'm telling you, I don't, I said this the other day, I'm not sure he's leaving. I'm not telling you he's leaving the Cavaliers, but don't for a minute buy into there's no scenario whatsoever that does not lure LeBron James away from the I just can't find a landing place. I mean, I don't know where. All right. You wanted me to. I'm going to say something crazy right now. Crazy. Okay. But again, you're down 03, so some weird stuff happens. Which again, dude, by the way, where is Tristan Thompson right now? Has anybody located Tristan Thompson? Like that might have been part of the problem last night, too. But I'm going to say something crazy to you right now. You know, you're not going to beat the Warriors anyway. You know, Paul George wants to be a Laker. The Lakers are about to take Lonzo Ball. You tell me Lonzo Ball, LeBron James, and Paul George doesn't make a splash in L.A.? It doesn't win. I, I'm, I, but that's what I'm saying. Warriors. But if I you're mean, not going to beat him anyway, why not be a Laker and oh, live in Los Angeles? Why not make it to the finals? I mean, I, I'm going I'm to disagree that the lure of, of L.A. is enough to get LeBron to, 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 to be in the same conference. All right, I will give you that. The fact that it's a Western Conference team would stop it. So maybe it's not Los Angeles. I'm just I, Look, I'm not guaranteeing you he's leaving. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying don't you dare for a minute fall for the hype of there's no way whatsoever he never leaves the Cavaliers again. Of course. I mean, any, I mean, only that's fools all I'm saying. Only fools use the word never. I mean, yeah. right. But I, I, I'm going to disagree with you. I think LeBron's still a Cavalier. I, next like year I said, I, I'm not guaranteeing he's leaving. I'm saying uh, there's 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 a scenario out there in which he could be lured away. And I don't think when you're an all-time great like that, and we could argue better Jordan, this and that, we know LeBron James is an all-time great NBA player. That much we do know. And when you're an all-time great, I don't think getting swept in the NBA Finals is going to sit well with you. So it's either going to be a complete... Not complete, but it's either going to be a significant overhaul of the current roster or he's going to start to look into other options outside of a Cavaliers uniform. you got to remember that letter from Dan Gilbert. This is a guy who made 3-1 cookies for his party after beating the Warriors. He does not let stuff go. He did not let that letter go. I'm telling you, there is a scenario in which he could be lured away from a Cavaliers uniform. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. 7.30, we'll get you hooked up with 3.11 tickets. They're playing the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park on the 22nd. We'll pass those out at 7.30. Talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. At 8 o'clock, get his take on uh, the NBA Finals. You'll be able to hear him say it's over. And then um, I have an article here that talks about the team's Going into the next NFL season, who are worst off at quarterback? And the Browns? Yeah, well, they're listing like the teams that are like, hey, these are the teams that are terrible at quarterback going into the next year. And yeah, well, uh, surprise, we're on the list. (laughs) Yeah, I would say so. Because uh, Adam Schefter was reporting the other day that Brock Osweiler is likely to start game one. Woof. Going to be a rough year. You know, a buddy of mine said to me yesterday, 
that he thinks the Browns will have a top five offensive line this year in the NFL. Now, Fanto knows who that buddy was because there's nobody who's got a more optimistic look on the Cleveland Browns every year than my buddy Dustin. Nobody. Nobody. Hugh Jackson doesn't buy in the way Dustin buys in. He always says he's not going to buy in, then he buys right in. Can't help himself. He says top five offensive line. Now, I don't know that that's not true. But what I'll say is, if it's true, then you better win seven games. Yeah. If you have a top five offensive line, you should win at least some games. You should win seven games. Is that crazy? No. Am I I out of my mind I wouldn't say that's crazy at all. I would say that, you know, that's a pretty reasonable expectation right there. Um, And, you know, obviously that's where things start. But, you know, the game starts and, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily where the game finishes. You can have a great offensive line. But if you have Brock Osweiler and friends behind that offensive line, I don't know. Gonna be rough. We'll see. We here at the Sansbury Show would always tell you be careful about where you put your penis. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's great advice, dude. You don't want to be you don't want to be blase about that. From Browns to your balls, <laughs> the Sansbury Show's got you covered. All no, right. seriously, we would always tell you be careful about where you put your penis. Right. Okay. And uh, a guy in China did not heed our warning as okay. he got his penis stuck in a wrench. Do we have a lot of iHeart listeners over there on uh, over there in China there? Sure we do. I'm sure. Okay. Sure our, we do. And iHeartRadio sure downloaded we, it's we, free. Dude, our show's pretty much <laughs> the general shows of, of radio in China. That's how okay. that's how frequently consumed this program is on iHeartRadio in China. I like it. We're like the general shows of radio over I, there. I, I like it. it. Yep. Somebody get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> but a guy in China got his penis stuck in a wrench. And What? Yeah, here's the thing. We don't know how. All right. They, they, they don't. They don't go into how this whole this whole story is about how they got it out of the wrench. So they called the fire department. Okay, and they were going to bring an angle grinder out. Jesus, <laughs> dude, that this guy's penis. But you know, it was China, so they figured out that maybe we'd be better with a Dremel. And uh, <laughs> the, the, the uh, apparently the angle grinder burns too hot as it's spinning around. Sure, yeah. So a woman. Like, one of the female doctors was like, hey, I think I have an idea. And so, of course, they're, like, just trying to figure out what to do. They, I mean, the, the thing became enlarged and then, like, purple. And, like, right. poor guy. It was, like, you know, a day and a half. He was stuck in the, you know, stuck in the wrench there. And so she said, what you should do is call a dentist. And for the life of me, I was like, why in the hell would I call a dentist? And apparently she had seen a similar case. And I guess if like a dental drill rotates at 200 to 300 times, or I'm sorry, 200 to 300,000 times a minute, but it's also got like the water that, that spits out oh, yeah. to keep the machine cool. Oh, yeah. So they brought in a dentist to remove a man's penis from a wrench. I mean, I'm glad that, that this guy got his penis out of the wrench, but like, it, it, it just it begs the question of like, what were you doing with your penis in a wrench? Well, I mean, how did you even find yourself in that situation? Well, see, the, like, I would have never talked about this at all. I figured you would have the idea because I was like, if anybody is, <laughs> like, if anybody's sitting around in the afternoon trying to figure out more places to make their penis fit, it's definitely Matthew Fantone. You don't have an idea on that one? I mean, the only thing I can say... Because there's nothing about a wrench that feels like it would feel good. It, no. Um, and, I mean, obviously, wrenches, wrenches aren't that 
big, even if you have like a large size wrench, I, I don't know how you got your penis into that unless it's like, you know, a big ass wrench. Um, but it just goes to show you that no matter what it is, dude, somebody has tried to bang it. Like no matter what it is, it's like, oh, dude, nobody's ever tried to bang a wrench before. No, this guy's effing wrenches all the time. Literally, I'm the only thing that nobody's <laughs> ever tried to bang. Apparently, I'm the only I'm the only thing there. You ready for your fake outrage story of the day? It's headed your way next on the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. 311 tickets up for grabs, 730. They're playing the Hard Rock Roxino in Northfield Park on the 22nd. And we'll get you in at 730. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. So I don't know if people are upset about this or if they're just pretending to be upset about this or if this article is just bracing me for the fact that some people might be upset about what happened. (laughs) Or, yeah, maybe nobody's upset about it and And they just want you to click on the article. Maybe a website just needs things to talk about. Uh Uh-huh. It's almost like a radio show. It's like, yeah, what are we going to come up with today? Piss people off. But apparently people are a little upset with TBS. All right. TBS, you all know that channel, right? It's when you're laying around on Sunday or Sunday afternoon, you're hoping there's a halfway decent movie on it, or you know they're reshowing you 700 episodes right. of Friends, and you're just sitting there shoving food in your fat face. Is this just me? Maybe this is just me. Then. No, dude, I think you're on point there. With TBS, it's very rarely destination viewing for me, but it's a perfect like, eh, whatever, I'll throw it on. Networks like that, if you really think about it, you know what networks like that did? They built Netflix. Because those are the original binge-watching channels. I still don't understand why Netflix doesn't kind of take a lesson from TBS there and put together a, like, running channel. Instead of me just turning on Friends, I don't know why they don't, like, all right, here's an episode of Friends, now here's an episode of Seinfeld like TBS does. And, like, you could just stack those up on top of each other. And instead of me having to pick out what I'm watching on Netflix, I can just turn on Netflix 90s comedies. You know what I mean? And, like, here's Friends, here's Scrubs, here's, you know, whatever, these, you know, these these comedies and or whatever. Okay. Until we get a patent attorney, you're not allowed to talk out loud anymore. All right. That was a fantone. Fan I got to give you that one, buddy. That's a fantastic algorithm for Netflix. Why are they not doing that? Because one of the big gripes against Netflix is like, dude, I spend more time looking, looking for something for what to watch. I want. Well, then if, if based on your previous viewing habits, here's something we thought you might like. That is an excellent idea. I can't believe they don't have that. Don't wow, buddy. Answer. Nice job. <laughs> we'll pat on the back. There nice job. Right. He'll pat on the back. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that was a good one. But TBS is in uh, like that, I don't know, the crosshairs of Twitter. And what has happened here is they ran the original Back to the Future. Okay. Now, we Great all know movie. that movie. Yeah. Everybody loves that movie, right? Yeah. And apparently they made an edit that has people freaking out. Well, dude, you know, people go back and, you know, whether it was uh, Han shot first or, you know, um, whatever that was in the Star Wars universe that you guys got all pissed about, who shot first. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, <laughs> yes, let's get historical facts right. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Han did, in fact, shoot first. Okay. Han only shot. Not first. He's the, the only, only one, one? shot. Okay. That's right. what's great. Yeah, that edit. Yeah, you know what? Not, all right. Don't give me sidetracked. <laughs> Don't give me sidetracked. You know what I mean? It was an important time in the Civil War. I can't, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. I get a... Uh, all right. Yeah, Star Wars happened, people. Like that. <laughs> that's what happened. No, but TBS ran Back to the Future. Okay. And they edited out the word. And I am shocked about this because... 
it's really not offensive or anything. They edited out the word terrorists. Okay, so in the uh, in the beginning of it, Doc is those terrorists are trying to Libyan terrorists are okay, trying. Okay, yeah, they're trying to okay. get him to build the atomic bomb, and they shoot him right. Yeah, and he's got to tell him to wear the vest at the right. end. Okay, and apparently they glossed over it as if it had never been said. Now people are upset because terrorist not being a curse word or sexually no. explicit or anything no. like that. TBS decided the word merited censorship, but it's a defining scene, obviously. Yeah, that drives like the whole film because Libyan terrorists again shoot Doc Brown for refusing to build them an atomic bomb. So people are upset, like because this is like I don't know what they think left wing <laughs> stuff gone amok. I guess. Um, is it? But like. I find it odd because why make the edit? I don't get why you would edit out the word terrorist. You're not, I mean, you're never going to lose in America, right? I mean, everybody hates a terrorist. <laughs> why? Yeah. I, that seems like a weird place to make an edit where you didn't need one. I would almost say, like, editing it out the fact that they're Libyan would be the more logical move there as opposed to, like, Eliminating the fact that they're terrorists. You know what I mean? Like taking away, like, all right, well, maybe we don't want to present them as, like, you know, Middle Eastern terrorists or as, you know, one specific type of terrorist. And I'm not saying that you should do that. I think this is a little bit over the line here, but, like, I can see why you would do that. But, like, I mean, what do they do? Just edit over and you just, there's some guy shooting Doc Brown for no reason? Yeah, like, I believe they just, like, lost completely over it. And that's what people's issue is. Okay. And again, they edit out by terrorists from the letter in the text that he's writing. They also changed the angle of the cameras not to pick up the word terrorist from the letter that Marty was writing. Apparently, this guy's... Oh, this guy's also upset. The guy writing this article is also upset when... Where in... On TBS, when they run Tropic Thunder, they won't let what's his name say you never go full retard. Well, yeah, I mean, people. I mean, we kind of know that that word has, well, and does anger some people. That edit doesn't surprise me. Terrorists surprise me as an edit. I wish I could remember the Facebook post I wrote, but I I was watching The Breakfast Club on TBS one day. Yeah, and they edited out something crazy, and I said, man, I hope you didn't do that over. Over social issues because when this movie started, because I did, I started the movie from the beginning and open this locker and you die, fag was totally fine. They they didn't they didn't gloss over that at all. And I thought I was like, wow, dude, that that's pretty crazy. If you're if you're gonna make edits to protect yourself, that would have been an edit I would have made to protect myself. Um, and again, I'm just giving you those descriptions. I don't think it's okay to be using those words. I'm just telling you what had happened. Now, obviously. I mean, TBS has the prerogative to play what it does and does not want to play and edit things how they see fit. I mean, it's not like this is Fox or whichever you know movie or, or whichever movie, movie company was behind this movie. They didn't like go back and like retroactively fix this. Right. So my thing with this is is like, okay, I understand that it is kind of a silly thing to do, but like, don't watch TBS then, right? I mean, isn't that always the thing? Is if you don't like it, turn the channel, quit being, quit whining about things. Or what I would say is, don't watch TBS so closely. Like, right, right to the future's right. on. You're paying that much attention to it. It's just honestly, I watch that channel when it's raining and I can't play golf. That's what TBS is for. Like, I'm just, dude, I have three hours with nothing to do. What are you paying that much attention to it for?
I think this is people pretending like they're mad about something. I I, I don't understand why you would edit that word out because I don't think you lose with the American public taking saying the word terrorist. Yeah, I, don't, I agree. I don't think you lose. If you missed it, Fantone's got a crazy idea to fix the Cavaliers. I, I would have never thought about it, and I haven't heard anybody else say it. So we'll let them lay it out for you next on the Stansbury Show. Go on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We have three eleven tickets. We'll get you hooked up 7.30. They're playing the Hard Rock Rock Casino on the 22nd. We'll get you in. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. So we obviously opened up this morning's program talking about the Cavaliers' loss last night. They're down 0-3 in the NBA Finals. I uh, I don't want to be negative Nancy here, but I mean it's over, right? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think that you know, you know, a lot of people making the joke of well, the only thing that could be sweeter than coming back from a three to one deficit would be a three zero deficit, but that's unrealistic. I'll stand firm to my statement that I've been making for the past two years about the Cavs, though, is that on any given night, LeBron and the boys have a shot at winning the game, okay. and I don't count them out necessarily for Game Four. No, no, I think that thing that can happen with teams though might happen. Where you kind of know it's over. Do you really want to take one more flight to Oakland? Like, I, I think I think people make the mistake of going, they're pros. And 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 so we think that that can't happen, but it, but it could. I'm not saying it's going to. I'm saying, but it, there's a possibility that could happen. I think maybe dudes like Darren Williams are probably like, no, I don't want to make that flight to Oakland one more time. But I think dudes like lbj kyrie irving and kevin love are like i do not want to get swept in the nba finals. i believe that yeah i think you're right about that i mean that's a pride thing so like i mean yeah we're seeing here that we kind of need those role players to play well and they haven't been and that's why we're down 0-3 but you said something this morning that you think might happen to the cavaliers roster that i would have never in a million years thought of but the more i'm thinking about it it's not Ludicrous what you're suggesting. And there's going to be plenty of Cavaliers hot take today. Every, oh. no matter where you turn, TV, radio, whatever, internet, whatever you read or hear or listen to today, everybody's going to be hot taking the Cavaliers. I will stay away from sports media for the next two weeks minimum. Minimum, dude. Really? I, oh, yeah. I won't watch ESPN. I won't watch Fox Sports, anything. Um, maybe I'll, I mean, I might listen to like a, a local sports talk show where it's like, all right, well, at least it's not constant LeBron bashing. At least somebody's going to, you know, but there's no way I'm watching anything yeah. anything on the mothership. The national media is going to murder LeBron James this week. It's just just get ready for it because that's what's going to happen. But you had made this suggestion this morning, and when you when you said it, I was like, oh my god, is he crazy? But I've had an hour now to sit with it, and knowing LeBron, I don't think it's necessarily out of question. What you're suggesting here. So, why, dude, walk the audience through what you think happens. Well, I, I think the Cavaliers obviously are going to have to do some, uh, some, you know, re- retooling over the over the course of the off season here. And, dude, before we get into anything that happens with players, Dan Gilbert, please get David Griffin locked down as a general manager. The guy has been able to make nothing or something out of nothing time and time and time again. Um, just fingers crossed that they're able to get that done before things get too crazy here. Um, I know a lot of people are talking about trade. And like, well, how are we going to add something? 
And uh, when you talk about trades there, you're going to have to give up something valuable. You're not going to be able to trade, you know, Derek Williams, Shump, and, 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 you know, another bum off the end of the bench and try to get a superstar back in return. And I don't know if, if you're necessarily going to be able to get over the hump by trading away one of your superstars. You trade away Kevin Love for Paul George, and yeah, that sounds great, but you still only have three guys that are capable of scoring, which is what you had yesterday. You know what I mean? Sure. So the Cavs are going to have to add... Uh, without subtracting, and that's going to be a tough thing to do. And if you look at the free agents that are available in the NBA right now and the guys that are going to be able to come in and make an impact, um, it's not easy to play with LeBron. I know everybody thinks greatest player on the planet. He can, you know, make anybody oh, better. Oh, so demanding. Right, but it's, it's, it's it, it, you know, you saw it in the first year of Miami and you saw it in the first year of Cleveland. Plus, he's smarter than you, so he's seeing plays before they develop. He's hit, trying to hit you with passes before you're ready to think about it. It would be tough to play with somebody it, that good. Especially Especially, and that's why, like the, the the Paul George idea, which everybody keeps floating at me, is like, well, I don't know if they're able to just bring him in and make that happen as magically as we want oh, everyone. That's to a do. fair point. And to kind of combat that, you might want to get somebody who is, you know, experienced with LeBron James, somebody who has played, you know, with him and understands his style and Savannah. understands the way that he Rihanna uh, maybe and understands point. understands the way that you know he kind of runs his team. And the people are, you know, the players that kind of came to mind to me when it comes to guys who are desperate for another championship and able to play with LeBron James, number one, uh, Dwayne Wade, and number two, Chris Bosh. Going back to the Miami Heat big three. Yeah. Now, didn't they break that up, though, because everybody was starting to get up there a little bit? Um, I think it was... Age-wise? Sure, age-wise, but with that, you're not looking at Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh to come in and play those roles again. You're not looking at them to be a part of your big three. You're looking at them to be a part of your big five. Also, and we didn't even touch on this the first time you brought it up, but talk about a middle finger to Pat Riley. Oh, yeah. And they both want to do it. They both want to do it. They both, uh, oh. Dwayne Wade and LeBron James, both still have issues with Pat and Chris Bosh. I mean, you know, Miami won't let him come back because, oh yeah, because the injury, because of uh, yeah, so that medical thing he had. I, going I think on. it's clots or something like that. But you know, yeah, it was blood related. Obviously, all you know, both those guys are getting older and would have to be able to step into the role that they're asked to. And I think they're able to because, I mean, you look at what Dwayne Wade just did in Chicago, and there were moments of brilliance, there was flashes of brilliance, and then there was times Dwayne Wade, you could just tell, it's like, dude, you can't carry this team anymore. You but can't it's carry clearly, a team anymore. Yeah, but Chicago's clearly moving in the in the direction of Jimmy Butler. Yeah. So, so with that being said, if he comes to Cleveland, Dwayne Wade comes to Cleveland, you don't have to carry this team. There's three guys in front of you that will do the heavy lifting. All we need you to do is play the two position. So you're saying, then, no J.R. Smith and Dwayne Wade then takes that role. I, I don't know if no J.R. Smith. I don't know if J.R. Smith would be a part of that trade or a part of, I mean, but yes, I would rather have Dwayne Wade available to me than J.R. Smith. Okay, and I, I love J.R. Smith, dude. I, I know, do I not, do too. I, I do not want that to come off I sounding love like Smith. I'm bashing the guy after this finals because the guy has, you know, was obviously a huge part of last year's championship and is, just turned his career around in a in a real fashion. He's been here. impressive here. Yeah, he, he really, really has. has. And so I, I like what's happened to J.R. Smith with the Cavaliers and LeBron James. I totally agree there. Could I make the argument, and I know other people will, that your suggestion doesn't really fix anything because Wade can't hit threes, and that's where our problem is. Still can score points, though. And, I mean, is able to go out and and be an offensive spark. And I think that's really – I mean, Cavaliers don't have a lack of three-point shooting. I mean, they have a ton of guys who – and they've, they've, they've this entire playoff run, they've had a ton of guys who have hit a ton of three-pointers. So, like – 
I, I, I don't know if that's enough reason for me to to pull away from that idea. I okay. I think you're half right. I I think LeBron James finds a way to get Dwayne Wade here. I think they're buddies. We know they're buddies. Um, he likes to try to help his friends. Look what he did with Tristan. Look what he did with J.R. Smith. I think I could see Wade. I'm not sure he's going to fight for Chris Bosh to come here. Um, but I don't think you're crazy. Except for the fact, though, if you, re- you reunite those three guys, that's the story. And if you don't win, then now it's like you brought all this attention to it. Although, but you're, if you're not going to win anyway, I mean, what, what other options do they have? I mean, that's the thing is, Kev- I mean, if he keeps making the finals and losing, his legacy's really, I mean, but not for me, but for most sports people, it's going to be well tarnished. But, but. What's your other option to just not make the finals? You know what I mean? <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't right. here, I mean, right? I mean, you got to take your shot. You have to do something here. And, you know, I, 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 I agree that, you know, are there players out there that could make the Cavs better via a trade? Of course there are. But I just don't know if those trades are going to be available. And you have to. And I mean, listen, I'm making the assumption here. And this is a crazy assumption. I feel like that Dwayne Wade's going to walk away from twenty five million dollars a year. And that's that's that. I mean, he can he's got the option to re up with Chicago, get paid twenty five million. And it's like, dude, that's very hard money to walk away from. I mean, almost impossible. Mike's tweeting in and telling me that uh, and showing me an article where they're reporting that Chris Bosh is already being linked to a broadcasting career. That may be true. You start talking to athletes, though, and whether or not they'd rather play versus talk about it, guys would rather play. If somebody calls Tony Romo this year and says, hey, man, come play football, he's going to go play football. You know what I mean? Versus broadcast. It's just you have to drag these dudes away from this stuff when you're an all-timer. Right, and especially when it's a shot at another title. When It's it's not just like, like, hey, dude, you can go make $8 bucks and play for another year. Practice. I mean, that's what's going to be. It's not that. He's moving into an upper echelon team that, that that would be able to, once again, and honestly, expectations or, or at least responsibilities of Chris Bosch would be relatively low there. That would be pretty like, well, I mean, you're not you're not you're not a big three anymore. You're a big five. At six. some point, we're going to have to be talking about LeBron James having to restructure contracts and taking less money himself, right, to be able to build a roster. I mean, KD's already talking about, yeah, I'm going to take less money. I'm staying. I think the uh, I think the most the Cavs can offer a free agent over the course of next year is like five point two million or something oh, is that like right? that, which is not. I mean, dude, that's not a lot of money at all to get somebody big in there. So yeah, you'd have to free up money somewhere. Um, and I honestly with 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 Kyrie and Kevin Love kind of already locked into their deals, LeBron having that year by year contract that that you know he's put himself into there. And deserves he would be the only option there. I think that's a I, I've been saying it all week. I think that's such a bunk thing to do to players. Yeah, is, but that's where we're at right now. Right. And so, them to take less money, but that's where we're at right now. And if somebody says to me, look, and we don't know that he won't, but if LeBron James digs his heels in and then won't take less money to build a better roster, when people knock him for that, I can't call that unfair. Because we saw, we see it with players all the time. I, I believe it was Tom Brady took less money so they could sign Gronk. Yeah. Like, you need to do, like, you have to reckon, if, especially, LeBron's in a unique situation. Most guys don't make a, most guys, A, most guys in the NBA don't get shoe deals. Right. right? It's like a handful, right, right. right? So he's got a shoe deal, and not only does he have that, but his he's got the best shoe deal ever. Right. He's got a billion dollars from Nike. Well, you and, know what uh, I mean? A million I know, other avenues. I know it's a ton of money he's going to be given up, but if it cements your legacy as the greatest ever and you win more championships, how is that not worth the money? 
money to you. I think to him, and he, I think he feels responsibility to other guys in the NBA, not necessarily you know talking heads or or other you know fans or anything like that. I think he feels responsibility that if I start accepting less money as the face, as the head of the NBA, guys that gonna, aren't me are going to get muscled. They're going to get screwed out and stuff. And I think there's a little bit of like conflict of like, well, what do I do? Do I do I do I do this? What's best for you know the guys I view as peers, or I do what's best for me personally. I, you know, and I, I think LeBron. See, that's thinking like a commissioner, though. When, uh, when you well, start worrying about other guys in the league, I, I think that's who he is. I really do. You know, Jason Whitlock said, you know, he t- keeps talking about how he's going to buy a team. His hot take is that LeBron becomes the commissioner of the league one day. Not crazy. I mean, it's not crazy. I think there's, you know, there's plenty of things the Cavs are going to be able to do, or at least options that are going to get floated out there. Um, it's just all going to be a matter of who are they willing to sacrifice and how much is 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 LeBron going to be willing to sacrifice to make this happen? <sighs> Ballpark me percentage wise, uh, where Paul George being a Cavalier is. Um, I I feel like it's probably twenty percent. Okay, and that's not great, but at least that's a shot. I mean, at least there's something there. He's going to leave Indiana. There's no question about it. And Indiana's yeah. going to want something in return. I don't know what the Cavs can offer Indiana that would be like, okay, that makes it worth it. You know, Tristan Thompson feels expendable to me right now. He does in the sense of the Kardashian any, well, curse. Oh God, dude! If there, but if there's any piece of, if there's I know, but any, that's what people are saying. If there's me. any valuable piece to move right now, it's going to be him. And I know other people are going to say it's Kevin Love, but if there's any piece that you can move, it's him. And I just don't know what Indiana is going to want in return there. I'd rather retain Kevin Love than Tristan Thompson. And I'm not a Tristan hater. Like, I'm not a guy, get Tristan out of here, Kardashian, that whole thing. I, that's not who I am. But I would rather retain Love, but I think. when you do that, I mean, you, you, we're just naming off good players. We're not looking at how they play with each other. And, like, how do you have Paul George... Kevin Love and LeBron all out on the floor together. It's just you're getting into weird places here. It's like people will go, "Oh, you bring Chris Paul in? What are we getting rid of Kyrie?" Like you have mm. to look at you have to look at Chris where the, is great, but I'm not getting rid of Kyrie right you now. You have to look at where the team is and where they play together, and how do you incorporate pieces into that? I know it doesn't sound like a sexy thing to do, but like guys like JJ Redick, I think would make all the difference in the world. Guys like Serge Ibaka, those guys could be like perfect complementary pieces to what the Cavs have right now. But you know, it, those guys, those guys. I mean, we're top heavy. So yeah, those ideas aren't crazy. Those guys aren't aren't this big sexy splash. They're not making the big three into a big four. So it just doesn't feel like they're you know they're going to be the, uh, the thing that gets you over the hump. A unit will beat a player every time, though. You know what I mean? And uh, well, most times. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. I uh, I don't know. This finals is um, it's pretty interesting. I I, I will admit that it's easier for me to take, and I can kind of like live with what's going on because of last year, right? And I'm not owed a championship. Right. And I, I really have been fighting against this for about two years now. We have got to get past this narrative in this country where either you win a championship or you're a bum. Like, there's a middle ground. Especially here, man. Especially here. When you go 54 years without a title and they bring it to you and now you're like, eh, sucks. Hey, dude, especially here. I think if LeBron wants to win more titles, he's going to have to take less money. I don't think he'll do it. I don't think that's who LeBron James is. But in the end of the day, if you want to be the Tom Brady, if you want to be Tom Brady of the NBA, you're going to have to take less money and build the roster the right way. You like playing GM, dude. So you know as a GM, LeBron, what do GMs want to do? They want to put the best available team out there for the smallest amount of money. And you're gonna, dude, if you want to play GM, then that's part of it too. Takes vets minimum, rests the entire regular season. 
and Cavs win the finals as an eight seed. Calling it here first. <laughs> Again, not crazy. <laughs> just takes the entire regular season off. LeBron just napping. We'll get Scott from winning for next year's take on that. 8 a.m. More Sandsbury Show right around the corner. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have a pair of 311 tickets. You're about to have them as we're going to pass them out here shortly. That show, June 22nd, Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park, 1-800-243-7625. The number you need on those. You know, just real quickly, I said to Fanto right as we were coming back on the radio, I said, buddy, say what you want, man. That 30 for 30 on this Warriors team is going to be amazing. He goes, I'll never know. I'll never watch it. I won't, dude. I hate that team. Despise that team. I think that's funny. I don't like them, but I can recognize the fact that what I'm seeing is amazing in them, and so I would absolutely watch that 30 for 30. I may fast forward to the end when they show them beating LeBron to go 16-0. and I might do that. I, I I certainly will agree with you that um, an amazing what basketball team. What we're seeing right team, now is great basketball. Phenomenal. I don't want this you know, to come off like I'm like, boy, the Cavs suck, because the Cavs are a really, really good basketball team. Last night's, last night's performance from them against really any other team that I can kind of remember probably would have been a victory last night. And uh, you've got what is an all-time great basketball team in front of you, and it's a tough hill to climb there. I'll tell you something you should watch. What was that? Is I watched something on A&E the other day, and I'm sure you can find it on demand now, called Women Who Kill. And it was a fantastic, it was like two hours, but it was fantastic. Like I turned it on, my whole plan was I'm going to turn this on, I'm going to sit on the couch, and I'll fall asleep through this so I can take a nap. Right, exactly. That's why I turned it on. And it was so interesting, I couldn't keep my eyes off it. Really? Most women who kill obviously kill somebody that they know. Right. But then at the end of the episode, they ran into two women who killed strangers. Right. And so they they showed a contrast, and it was excellent. And they showed a preview of what's coming up on the 19th A&E is going to do an episode called Kids Who Kill, and they go into like prisons and talk to... Like, Jeez. people who were in jail who killed people when they were like 15. Jeez. I can't wait to see that. But Women Who Kill was extremely interesting. It's like, I didn't know about one of these cases where this girl in Tulsa, Oklahoma, like, I guess this this made national news. It was on Nancy Grace and all that. They showed footage from it. Yeah. I, I, I didn't remember it, but this girl like had gotten to an argument with her boyfriend. They were on like the 25th floor, I think it was, yeah. in Tulsa, an apartment building. And the window had already been broken out. Got buildings that tall in Tulsa, huh? That's what I thought, yeah. Oh boy, Tulsa coming up in the world. They were in an argument, like one of those domestic things, and they were like kind of like screaming and pushing each other, and she like pushed him, and he fell out the window. See, dude, I have a girlfriend. (laughs) I don't know if I should be watching these women who kill things. I don't know about that. See, as a guy who's setting up dates, I need (laughs) reminders that, like, bitches be crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I need reminders. I'm telling you right now, if you're into that kind of stuff, women who kill on uh, on A&E was fantastic. Speaking of people who will kill, mobsters will definitely kill you. And a guy in Russia found this out. Yeah. He owed, I think it was like, this is... $30 $30 million. Now, obviously, this is the Russian mob different than, like, the American mob, but I love how people have this, like, oh, yeah, you know, mobsters, they, they were the good guys. No, they weren't. They were killing people. They were murdering people. They were shaking people down for money. They weren't good guys because they wore suits instead of saggy pants. They I think weren't. Tony Soprano would have donated to Project Rebuild. <laughs> okay. Oh, I like, okay. I, I feel like All that right. might happen. But apparently, this guy in Russia owed $30 million. To some mobsters. Okay. No, this guy is not the president of the United States of America. No, no, no. Okay. No, not according to this photo. Okay. So what they did was, is they dragged him to an undisclosed location and buried him alive. Jesus. They buried him alive over a $30 million debt. Oh, one of the worst ways to possibly go, right? Oh, Oh. what a terrible way to go. Yeah, no, that would be miserable. For some reason or another, they let the guy keep his phone. 
They figure now we're burying you face down alive. You're not going to live. What, what, what does it matter what's in your pockets? The guy was buried alive for four hours, Phantom. Four hours. He ended up being able to move to get to like reach his phone, and he called his brother from beyond the grave. Wow. His brother then contacts the said mobsters and says, look, I'll put a down payment on this. Gives them like a million and a half dollars and then gives them like, like his BMW. They give him the location. He goes and digs his brother out after being buried alive. Wow. What an awful thing to have happen to you. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, everybody's seen Kill Bill and, and, you know, Uma Thurman when she, like, climbs her way out of that grave. But, dude, I mean, if that's your real life, what's going on, I can't believe more than anything is, dude, you're buried six feet deep. I assume that you're in, like, a, a casket of some type. Face down. How, how? No, I don't think these guys are taking the time to put you in a box. I think they're just digging the hole and throwing you in throwing there. Throwing you in body just like that? I, then I think you probably would have died under the pressure of the. Of, That's what I would think of the of the of the dirt on you. But the fact, even if you are six feet deep under dirt, dude, the fact that your cell phone worked. I mean, that's a testament to that cell phone company. That should be their commercial, right? Can you hear me now, maybe? <laughs> I went, well, yeah, what network was that? What was that, dude? Quit the lead, Russia. We need to know that. What network is that? Now, finally, my cell phone bill would be worth the $200 a month I got to pay for it. Buried alive. That's awful. That would, be on my, that would be on my list of ways I wish I would not go. Like, at the very t- burning alive, not fan. Not a big fan of that one. Um, I don't want to fall and hit anything. I don't want to feel it. So anything that I feel, I'm, I'm, I'm not about. I just don't want to die, man. <laughs> like, whatever it is, eh, I don't know. I'll stay away from that one. I really don't want to go the predicted way, which is heart failure over cheeseburgers. <laughs> That's the way I really hope I do not go. We have 311 tickets. They're playing June 22nd, Hard Rock Roxino. Let's send you right now. We'll take caller 25. 1-800-243-7625 on those. And more Sandsbury Show right around the corner. 6 9 Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. We have a pair of tickets for Rhythm and Brews. That's going down on the 22nd at the Canton Cultural Center. I'll be there that night, actually, from 6 to 8. We'll get you hooked up with those around 8.30. That'll be after we talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com, get his take on uh, the Cavaliers' situation being down 0-3 in the NBA Finals. Also, hearing Hugh Jackson, now a member of Rock Nation Sports, headed by Jay-Z. So we'll get his take on that as well. First coach, right? I believe so. From what I understand... His agent just went and started working for Jay-Z's agency. Okay. And so he just decided to stick with his agent. But I want to get Scott's take on that because, you know, people are going to be like, oh, my God, Jay-Z's running the Browns now. You know how people read stuff. And so, dude, if you're going to tell me that Jay-Z is running the Browns, your boy is all in, dude. Oh! You know, I got to meet him early on. Shorter than you'd expect. Yeah, that is true. And that was one of those things. He wasn't coming up until he was meeting one of the night guys from like Kiss FM. And he wasn't going to be there until like 9 30, 10 o'clock at night. And we were done at seven. And I was like, yeah, I'm waiting around. Like I would never, the very few celebrities would I do that for, but it was Jay Z. And I was like, yeah, I want to meet Jay Z. So I hung around and did that. That was one of those moments in life where I was like, you know what? I don't have the signed poster he gave me anymore. I wonder what I did with that. One of the big regrets is that you didn't take a picture. You didn't save all yeah. the stuff. I agree, man. I've been bad about that my whole career. I hate bothering people, and so like I never ask for photos or stuff like that. And honestly, I, when I'm all said and done with this, I will regret that. You kids are going to be like, dude, shut up, Dad. You didn't do. You haven't met anybody. You suck. I hate you. Or maybe, sh- shut up, Dan. Why are you banging my mom, dude? You're not my real dad. <laughs> More likely. Or at least my real dad was on the radio. What do you do, Brad. Like, I, can, I think that, that that may be more likely. 
You know, speaking of my misfortune with the with the with the women, yeah. I make a lot of jokes about how I can't get dates. And right. I they are just in fact jokes, right? Right. But people are take me seriously. Uh, now, is it late or dates that you can't get? Because I feel like there's some jokes to be had in there, right? I mean, I'm keeping myself on the bench a little bit by personal design. Right okay, now, all, all right? right, but I, I, all right, I'm sick of meeting women I don't like. Yeah. You know Do you what I mean? Feel like I'm you're just, gonna get over that though. I mean, I just feel like it's always gonna be like, ah, dude, that chick sucks. I, <laughs> I just, I'm just sick of sitting across from dinner, just like pretending that I'm interested when I know I'm not. And I, I just, yeah, I'm just not. I haven't met anybody interesting in a long time. It's been a long time okay. now. So during the break, somebody sent me this list of like dating sites that you wouldn't think are real but totally are. All right. Said so maybe you should try one of these. But I find all of this stuff that's like so hyper defined. Kissfansmeet.com. It's like, no, if all you want to talk to me about is Ace Freely, I'm going to want to punch you in the face. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Shared interest helps. But if that's what you define your relationship on, it's going to fall apart. It's going it's to fall apart. It's got to be something apart. more than just like, hey, this is what I like in culture. So some of these are obviously crazy. Metal dating, fine. People, you both like metal music, fine. Do it, whatever. At least that's a little bit more lifestyle Broad. as a Opposed to like, hey, this is just one specific thing I like. Hot sauce passions is a is a site that me, that hooks people up that both like hot sauce. Oh my god! Prescriptionforlove.com. People that love prescription drugs. These days, many them. people are seeking relationships <laughs> online and specialized alternative dating sites that have emerged. Dating with a health condition or disease can be awkward, especially when it comes to divulge your situation. So an online service such as Prescription for Love could be just the outlet for you, they say. I think that's valid. I mean, dude, if you're dealing with like a chronic you know, medical condition and that's certainly something that could hinder your dating life, I think that's, that's okay. Datagamer.com. Is the UK's number one dating site for gamers and geeks. I yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not down with that. Datemypet.com. The leading online dating website created exclusively for pet lovers. Whether you are looking for a life partner, a buddy for your pet, or just someone to hang out with, you'll be able to find exactly what you're looking for at petlovers.com or datemypet.com. You can find pet lovers just like yourself. That's. I mean, I, I'm a dog person. I was talking about it all day yesterday about how I'm looking for a rental house because I want to. I, I, I want to start looking for a dog. But like, I don't. Again, we're gonna need more than that, right? There's a. No, it, this even gets more defined. King Snake After Dark, this dating site for snake lovers. Oh, I thought, dude. I thought King Snake After Dark. I thought that was a BBC website right there. SeanMichaels.com. <laughs> yeah, we, right, we already have that one. We already have that one. See Captain Date. If you're into the sea captains, you can meet sea captains there. Vampire dating site, Jesus Christ. Now, this- singles with foodallergies.com. <laughs> this is just indicative of what the internet is now. It's so easy to find your tribe. It's so easy to find like, hey, these are people I share something with and what are you what are you doing people? Meetaninmate.com. That's a real thing. Now, here's the thing about this. I was just talking about that episode I watched Women Who Kill right. on A&E. And I had never known about this story about this girl from Oklahoma that like shoved her like husband out of a window. She killed him. It made national news. I had forgotten about it, right? And all the while while I was watching this, I was like, oh my God, I'm turning into one of these people that finds somebody who's locked up in prison, like totally attractive. And I'm going to start writing her letters. And I was like, she's too hot to be in jail for this. Like, what's happening? This is crazy. And like, I was like falling in love with this woman on the couch. <laughs> and then I found out at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, she killed herself in prison. That girl did. Amber Hilderberger, I believe her name was. 
But yeah, maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe maybe it's meetaninmate.com. I mean, wasn't that what Costanza did? He, he would go just for the conjugal visits, and uh, dude, he said it was the best relationship he ever had in his life, dude. I think it's a great idea. Want to hear a website I'll never type the name of in my, in my web browser? Lovehorse.com. Love whores? Love horse. Love horse. Oh no! Don't don't do that. I wouldn't type love whores in either on your work <laughs> on your work computer either. I would not. I would not do that. We'll catch up with Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We'll do so next. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9 online for wrqk.com, and you can listen 24/7 via iHeartRadio. We hope that you choose to. We are joined. Now, by Scott from winningfornextyear.com, who, if you don't follow on Instagram, you should. Some of the best pictures I saw from the Cavaliers game last night was from your Instagram account, Scott. I um, I love the coverage you give both on and off uh, their court there. And I, uh, the Cavs are now down 0-3. And I'm guessing now that you have resolved yourself to what we have, which is it's just about over now, right? That was emotionally, um, as, a, as a fan and as a media member, watching that whole thing unfold, probably right up there with Game 7 of last year. Um, it was the, the back and forth, the, the way that each star was determined to try and will their team to a win, um, between, especially Kyrie and LeBron. Uh, right. You know, they spoke... At good length on Wednesday about knowing what they needed to do to uh, to, to win this win game three, and you can argue they did. And 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 again, you know, as we talked heading into the heading into the series and after games one and two, series is going to come down to Tristan Thompson in the bench, and the Cavs continue to get nothing. J.R. Smith showed up finally um, in game. They needed every minute of his his efforts, but when Kevin Love, Iman Shumpert, Richard Jefferson, Darren Williams combined to go, and Tristan Thompson combined to go one of 17 from the floor. Dear God. Uh, um, that's, it's just not going to happen when you are up against a team like the Golden State Warriors. And, uh, you know, I, I, I rarely feel bad for professional athletes, but it's, it's hard to not feel bad for LeBron and or Kyrie after the effort that they put on last night and still couldn't close out a win. Now, people are going to say that you can't feel bad for LeBron James over what happened last night or what's happening with the role players because he hand-selected them and that he played GM and he built this team and compiled it, so at the end of the day, he's to blame for that, too. Do you buy into that? No, I mean, he picked guys, these guys, all of the names I named, um, you know, Kevin Love up until Game Three was playing some of the best basketball we've ever seen Kevin Love play. Agreed. Um, they, it, 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 you know, Iman Shumpert, you know, for his for his ups and downs this year, was one of the the most impactful players in that Indiana series. It's, it's not like he picked these guys and and they're garbage. He picked these guys and they are just not playing well at the worst time possible against a juggernaut. Of of a, of a of a basketball team, um, I mean. So yes, I guess to a point, you know. But in the same regard, these guys got to execute. They're paid professionals. Tristan Thompson, you know, for all of the love we were were lofting on him heading into this series, and he was arguably 
the second or third best player against Golden State each of the last two years. Right. Um, and he's averaging like three points and four rebounds a game in 22 minutes. I mean, it, 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 his disappearing act is inexplicable, and it is it is a big, big reason. I mean, to take Draymond Green is not playing well. Um, he's perpetually in foul trouble. He he just he can't get it going. He hasn't had a game that is even close to resembling what he did against this Cavaliers team a, a year ago. I mean, he was a gigantic mismatch, you know, across the NBA. And it, it is right there for Tristan Thompson to just ex- exploit and be the and be the better player. And for whatever reason, um, you know, he just he just can't seem to have an impact on these games. And it, and I I don't know what the answer is there. And and save for. You know, again, you know, you, 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 we need, you need a big four. They have a right. big four, you need a big four. And unless you can get four players to, to put up the level of play that J.R., LeBron, and Kyrie did, you know, I, you're, you're just not going to win a basketball game. And it's just gut-wrenching that that game, you know, they win that game. We're talking 2-1, we're talking home game on Friday. Energy and everybody is feeling so different compared to how they're feeling today. And, I mean, blame who you want, but it, at the end of the day, a 73-win team added Kevin Durant to it, and, and that, that's very, very tough to beat. Well, wait do you hear what Fantone's idea is to combat the Big Four in Golden State. He came up with this this morning. I don't know if I buy into it just yet, but wait do you hear what he has to well, say. obviously at this point, dude, everybody has, you know, I don't want to say hit the hit the eject button on this series, but I think most people are, are savvy enough to kind of look at this and understand that this is Golden State's year, and the Cavaliers are going to have to do some serious retooling in the offseason. Um, I feel like the Cavs, obviously the first move they need to make is to get David Griffin back in the role that he is in and, and the, the man that has made so many things happen for the Cavs. Um, but you're not going to be able to add to this team by subtraction and by trade and by things like that. I mean, you get rid of Kevin Love and you put Paul George in, you still have a big three and a, a guy who is not necessarily accustomed to playing with LeBron James, which is why I think um, that they are going to have to bring in somebody who's accustomed to playing with LeBron James, and I don't think there's anybody better than playing with LeBron uh, than his good buddy, Dwayne Wade. Is there any realistic expectation of Wade or possibly Chris Bosh uh, sucking down that that $20 million contract and leaving it aside and and, and deciding that a championship is the way to go. Oh, I think we may have lost Scott. Dude, that was was probably the best question we had for Scott. That's probably the best question we have for him. You want to give him a second here? I mean... Well, let's try and reconnect with him off the air and uh, if we can get Scott... Do we have him? Uh, Scott, you still there? Buddy. It was that bad of an idea that I had to just fail. Dude, when the guest saves the bit, you can't ask for anything better than that. All Thank right. you, buddy. All right, so that's not the idea. Dwayne Wade coming to the Cavaliers, not the idea. Who does come to the Cavaliers? How do they improve in this offseason? No, truthfully, I missed what you were saying. But it was, uh, you know, I mean, he could be an answer. The the issue you're going to run into, Matt, is you have three and a half all-NBA players, all under 30, on the Golden State Warriors. And... Dwayne is 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 while while an immense talent um, is not well, you know he he he's he's, a, he's an old thirty three which which I know is it sounds crazy it's coming from a thirty six year old but I I he might be able to you know get you you know an extra win or two I just don't see him as being the piece that that's going to put this team over the top 
You know, that I, I it's, it's, I'm a man without answers at this stage because I see just how this Golden State Warriors team coughed the ball over 18 times, was outscored 33 to 22 in the third quarter, and still came away with a five point win. Uh, you know, against the Cavaliers team that is the defending national or the defending NBA champion. Now, I mean, can Dwayne Wade keep up defensively with a guy like Clay Thompson? Uh, you know, maybe. Uh, does he need to only play 40 games in the regular season to to do that? Maybe. Um, but I and again, I don't. I just don't know how you get that deal done. And you know, given his contract, given everything else that we went through last year. Um, you know, where we thought he maybe could come for a discount and then he ended up signing, signing the gigantic deal with Chicago. Um, you know, I, he's one name, you know, that I, I, that I think, you know, the, and I, and there's a ton of them out there that'll get thrown around. All of them, of course, though, um, are going to be veterans. And I just don't know what veteran at this stage can keep up with the youth and the energy of a team like Golden State. So let me ask you this question. What are the what are the like ballpark the percentage for me on Paul George being a Cavalier next year? Oh, shoot, um, five, Jeez. five. Oh wow! So okay, so so this isn't going to be it then. I mean, and it, it would have to be. I mean, he is the reason Indiana is having their you know their issues with him is because he is essentially said he wants to go play for the Lakers. I mean, in a, in a lot of ways. There's a lot of speculation he wants to go west. Okay. Which is crazy if Feels you think crazy. about it, given, you know, why would you want to go to the same conference as, as Golden State? With but, no help. You know, in the, yeah, but in the same regard. That's a buzzsaw. Um, you know, yeah, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of speculation that he is leaving Indiana. Now, there was a lot of speculation that Kevin Love and they had a gamble and signed him when he was only on a one-year deal, and there was a lot of that stuff as well. And, you know, he had to kind of prove it to him that it was worth being a part of the long-term future. You know, say say you do get Paul George to come to Cleveland on a one-year deal and you gamble on him being a part of this team. Is, is he going to re-sign the next year? And, and two, would he re-sign the next year? Two big ifs. Given that, given that LeBron might, you know, how many, how many more years does LeBron have? You know, maybe you can sell him on being the guy. You know, I don't know how that would do with Kyrie. Um, you know, there's just a lot of wrangling that goes into that, and I just think you don't want to be the guy after LeBron. I, I think the highest percentage is him resigning with with Indiana, but I think the next percentage is him being dealt to a team he wants to play for. And I just don't know what the Cavaliers have that can make that happen. I don't think you can sell him on being the guy after LeBron. I think the job after I, I I think the guy after LeBron is is really a tough gig. I'll relate it to radio, much like dude being the guy after Howard Stern was crazy. That's why CBS put David Lee Roth in there to douche it out because it made a splash. He took the beating, then they fired David Lee Roth, and then everybody moves on fine after that. The, the, being the guy right after LeBron James is a bad, 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 bad career path. I wouldn't want to be that dude. I mean, so it's. Seems like I don't want to say a lot of doom and gloom today, but obviously Cavs Twitter. Four straight. I mean, obviously Cavs Twitter is uh, is is in a pretty low place right now. Um, what realistically do you feel like the Cavs can do this offseason to make some sort of an impact, some sort of a positive, you know, move? You know, it, there's a, there's a lot of chatter. Um, you know, and this is going to sound silly, but that that. Chetty Osman, that Turkish kid that they've been sitting on for a while, yeah. uh, who's kind of ter- he was kind of tearing up internationally. 
Um, you know, maybe he's ready to come over and, and have an impact. But, I mean, how many times have we played that game? You know, I, I, was, I was also very excited about Sergey Karasev, you know, a couple of years ago. Right. If you um, didn't want to come play for the charge, yeah, dude, we've got a spot for him. Like, bring yeah. him down, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, honestly, guys, I don't know. Um, that's what that game did last night. It, 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 it was the gut punch that just lets you unable to, to, to answer it. And LeBron even said it himself. He's like, there was nothing more he could have done last night. And Golden State just happened to make more shots than the Cavs did. Um, which, percentage-wise, not true. Um, right. I believe. I, I have to look at the, the end percentages. But volume-wise, yeah. I mean, they, they, hit more, they hit way more threes. And they, when it came down to those last three minutes, uh, Golden State just hit more shots. And I don't know. They, this, this Cavaliers team is really, really, really good. And, again, they beat the second-best team in the East by 50 two weeks ago. Right. Um, and, you know, so it's not it's fair it's point. they limped into the finals. Right. Um, it's not like they were a bad team. Um, they, they, have, they have many legit weapons on this team who can go for 15 on a given night. And for whatever reason, they they're just buckling, and they just can't seem to get in the flow of things. And that's just what ha- it's just what happens when you're playing against a team as as good as the Golden State Warriors are. I mean, it not that the Cavs are a JV team, but the rest of the NBA right now appears to be a JV team compared to the varsity Golden State Warriors. And then it, when you only play them twice during the regular season, and you win once on Christmas, it's easy to be really really excited about the series. Um, but, you know, just like the finals last year, you know, the cream rises to the top in a seven-game stand, and, and it just seems that the, the, the Golden State Warriors are just literally the cream of the NBA. We're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram. It's at WFNY. Scott, I have one more question before I let you go. If the Warriors close out in four, they go a perfect 16-0 and in the postseason. Are they the greatest single team in the history of the NBA? I mean, any old person will say no. Um, any any guy who played in the league in the 80s or 90s will say no, but I, I find it very difficult to not figure out how they're not. I would um, be, too. You know, you, everybody wanted to say last year the 73 wins didn't mean anything without the championship. Right. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it both can't ways. can't have it both ways, right. Um, and these, these guys have won 30 of their last 31 games. Jesus. Um, most of which are against playoff teams. Um, and and some of which are against the best playoff team. I I just don't see how you can not say this is the best team in the history of the NBA, given the star caliber and the way that they're executing right now. And if you're a Cavaliers fan, that's what you hang your hat on. Um, you know, you it's it's not fun. It's not easy. But if you're going to lose to any team, you know, it may as well be the best team in the league. This isn't Orlando in 09-010 or right. uh, 08-09. You know what I mean? This isn't this isn't just some mismatch that uh, you know that just didn't just didn't play out well. This is a really really good team, and you know, when even when you have LeBron and Kyrie nearly going for 40, um, it's it's still not enough. And I think that's not a Cavs problem. That's just a, a, a an, an opponent problem. And and the Golden State Warriors, you know, had, had Kevin Durant. You know, been able to pull out that series last year against Golden State. You know, we're we're having a completely different conversation this year, and uh, you know, unfortunately, they didn't. Unfortunately, he jumped ship, and uh, it looks like he's one game away from uh, from proving why he made the movie did.
I believe if Kevin Durant would have made the other call and went to the Boston Celtics, we'd be having a different conversation now because I think LeBron would have beaten that team, that Celtics team, even with Durant. Scott, thank you so much. I appreciate you joining us. Good news, buddy. Next Monday when we talk to you, we're back to the Browns, buddy. Back to the Browns next week. Thanks for joining us. Congrats on the anniversary. Thank Thank you. you. I appreciate appreciate that, man. We appreciate that. We'll be right back with more Sandsbury Show. Hang on. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have a pair of tickets for Rhythm and Brews at the Canton Cultural Center on the 22nd. I'll be there that night from 6 to 8. We're going to get you hooked up with those here real shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need. I saw this, uh, and I think this, this is a fantastic bar promotion. And this is a very smart bar owner. Okay. And when I read this promotion, I was like, oh, this reminds me of when radio stations used to be this smart. And... This bar owner's really, really smart. Okay. Is the promotion downloading the free iHeartRadio app? Because I feel like it should no. be. Okay. No, 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 no. Let me get another one in there. Download the free iHeartRadio app available to you at WRUK.com. Change the way we're bonus and we'll mention it. No, it's not about iHeartRadio. This is about the James Comey hearing today. Ah. James Comey, former FBI director. Yeah. We'll give his testimony today before the Senate, and it will start, I believe, 10 a.m. is when it starts, and I believe it's supposed to run until about 4 p.m., so God, all day he's going to be just, like, grilled. Hey, dude, such is the life of uh, the Congress yeah, asking questions. Right. Yeah, that's, a, that's an all-dayer right there. Absolutely. So this bar in D.C., in response to Donald Trump saying, yeah, I'm going to live-tweet it. Yeah, I'm going to watch this here and live-tweet it. Say what I want about it. And this bar in D.C. called the Union Pub is doing something really smart. They're going to buy a round of drinks for the House every time Trump tweets about James Comey during the Senate hearing today. And I think that's a fantastic idea because what will happen is people are going to flood your bar, right? And if Trump doesn't do it, now you got people stuck in there all day watching this thing, waiting for it to happen, drinking, eating, doing whatever. You're going to make a ton of money. You're going to lose very... Now, if he tweets 700 times, you could go into your pocket. Yeah, but this is a great idea. You, you've got to look at it from the big picture perspective here of, yes, today you like, might go dude. 10 years ago. This is what I'm talking about. Like 10, 15 years ago, radio stations would have been really smart like this and would have been like every time Trump tweets, you enter that tweet at WRQK.com and win your way to see corn wherever we would have right. totally done this. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely there's something there for the taking. For it's sure. leaving money on the table if you don't. Yeah. Um, but you've got to think that this really is a big picture plan for them. Yeah. God, you might, promotions departments were really important. You might you might get, you know, you might get into your pocket today. You might lose money today. But big picture in D.C., a pretty liberal town, you're presenting yourself as a very anti-Trump bar. So even if it's not today, people are going to be like, oh, dude, you know where we got to go? Dude, we got to go to that Union. Was it Union Jack or whatever Union it was? Pub. Dude, we, dude, we got to go to that Union Pub, man. F Trump. You know what I mean? So, dude, for the for the, for the the amount of advertising and the word of mouth that's going to get around from it, dude, you'd sell, dude, give all your liquor away today for free. It's, 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 it's a big picture play there. Yeah, I would absolutely have done this. I think it's totally smart. And I think what you're seeing, it's just, it's very, very savvy on how to pull people into your establishment. And, you know, especially in DC where people are tied in and want to watch this yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's not just like this wouldn't work in Canton. It wouldn't. I mean, you'd get some people, but it wouldn't work in a big, grand fashion like this is going to work in DC. That's a town that I, would I think pick- most times you'd be right. Anytime Trump's involved in something, I think stuff just works. I think he's just one of those people where he, I mean, much like LeBron, he moves the needle.
It's going to be hard to pull myself away from this today. I'm going to try to because I don't want to get like consumed with it. But like watching social media and watching people react to this, it'll be interesting. Oh, on top of the calves, and then with this today, social media is going to be a, a, a nightmare. Oh, dude, just hot takeville. Like there's just going to be just hot takes everywhere. I got to address something. I just tweeted out. Okay. That I hate. That I hate the argument. They had to add Durant to beat us. I hate that argument. Because they did add Durant to beat us. I don't care what had to happen. It did happen. We, You know what I mean? And this guy's like, let me guess, you're just another Cleveland fan on here that isn't a fan no more because we're down 0-3. Typical. No, that's not it. I'm telling other fans to stop bitching about how you're losing. You're that's, losing. You're losing. It doesn't matter what had to happen. It's your job, the organization's job, to 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 pivot and make moves to win. Now, again, I'm not going to knock the Cavaliers for not winning a championship this year. They won last year. I'm a f- sports fan. I don't deserve a title every year. I'm not entitled to a championship every year. Those of you that feel that way are unrealistic. You don't do that. We're not the Patriots. You're not going to do that. We went 54 years without a title. Right. Yeah, I mean, dude, show some appreciation. Right. Um, you just be happy you're in the conversation, and you have a player suiting up for you in the conversation of greatest of all time. If that's not enough for you, you're a baby. Right? Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about all it. Right. All right. They're looking into how to set the limit for smoking weed behind the wheel. We'll give you that next on The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Still... And battled in my Twitter beef with this guy who thought I was like giving up on the cat. No, I'm giving up on the series. I'm not giving up on yeah. the Cavaliers. I'm still a fan, and I still respect what the hell I saw. I, you know what I mean? All season, they're. I mean, we're in contention for a title. We have the second best basketball player of all time. I'm a happy sports fan. I um honestly, I don't. If the know. Browns give me half of this. I'd have an erection for ten oh, years, dude. Three consecutive years. Win three of- weeks in a row, and I'd be like, <laughs> yes. Three consecutive years of going to the Super Bowl and winning it last year. No matter what would have happened in this year's Super Bowl, you'd still have optimism. You'd still be like, oh, who knows? We could be all right. If my quarterback took me to seven straight Super Bowls, be all right. <laughs> you think that'd be okay? Be like that guy's pretty good. I honestly feel, and I know this is probably me being a little bit of a honk here, but like I honestly feel. Like more of a Cavs fan today than I did the day after the championship. Well, you know why that is, I, and and I'm guessing, but because the bandwagon's going to empty. Yeah. And now, like all these people bitching about this stuff, like it's got to drive guys like you crazy because you'll watch games in the middle of the season when LeBron sits. I, when LeBron sits, and I will watch replays of them because I'm like, oh, I didn't want to stay up late last night. I already know the results of the game, and I'll still sit go there home and, and watch, watch the game. Um, That's a real fan. It, it, like you're a bigger you're a bigger Cavs fan than I am for what, sure. What what did it, what did all boils down to to me is like am I happy this happened no of course not but you're right if this if this kind of purges the bandwagon if this kind of purges the haters then just stay away next year if you're the person who's like oh they suck they're terrible because I hate LeBron, you're not all in just stay you're away. not defending the land just, just stay away next year then just, don't join then don't be a part of right that. what you want is to be part of the hashtag what you want is to be part of the online community of it you're not really all in I'm not giving up on the Cavaliers. This is feeding my fandom. I'm not knocking LeBron James. I'm not calling him LeQuit. I'm not talking about how they choked it away last night. I still got a pretty damn good product out of the Cavaliers. I'm ultimately would I rather have a championship? Yes, but I'm not going to allow it to like ruin my life because they're not winning. Did my la- dude? I got do I do a pretty goddamn good job ruining my life. I don't need LeBron <laughs> helping. Yeah, ruined my life, guy. Today is like, guy, you your life ruined your life. That's not that's not LeBron. You're just looking at your life. It might have been that third kid you didn't plan. <laughs> Maybe that's what did it.
you know, on a, on a positive note, Fantone just showed me a picture of something I have to own. And I have a pair of New Balance shoes that are like wine and gold, like the Cavaliers yeah. colors. And Fantone just moved the, his uh, screen around, showed me that apparently Francisco Lindor's got a pair of New Balance because it's coming out. Yeah, he is the new face of New Balance baseball. And if you go to waitingfornextyear.com, you can check out the picture. Well, of course, Scott's the biggest shoe <laughs> whore there is. And you can check it out. Um, I know the tribe got beat up last night, so it's not like that's a better sports store that we can go to today. Uh, but, dude, they're fresh to death, those New Balance Frankie Lindor style. When are they did it tell you? Do you know? Uh, Look at me asking him questions. I didn't know if he knew the answer to. That's uh, bad radio it's, right it's there. The, uh, it's the gold glove, and I do not see a date on it. So check out images. When those Whoa. drop in the store, I need a pair of those. Those uh, are sweet looking. Yeah, they certainly are. Is there They're, any way you can get a photo of that online for me? Yeah, I'll do my All best right, We'll for try you. and do that for you. I do want to make you aware of this. There's a video I want you to watch up at WRQK.com in the Stands Ratio section. And a scientist in San Diego is trying to figure out the limit of marijuana you can have in your system and still drive responsibly. They're looking to set the DUI limit. Okay. Right? We have one of those for alcohol. We're going to need one for weed before we nationally legalize. Yes. I believe that's the roadblock that's that's stopping us from going there. I really do. I think that's what it is. One of them, for sure. And yeah, it's definitely going to be on the list. Probably top five there. And what they're doing is they're having people come in and smoke different kinds of marijuana at different times. And they're putting you basically into a driving simulator. And they have you do all kinds of things, making a left turn across traffic, you know, speeding up, passing, all the kind of typical stuff you would do in driving and seeing like response times, delays and that kind of stuff. Now, I have made the claim in here that I believe that a experienced marijuana smoker is having smoked marijuana is probably safer to drive than somebody who has been drinking all night. Right. Yes. But that's just my opinion. It's not fact. And but what I will make room for is that. Somebody who's not experienced in smoking a lot of marijuana, if you were to smoke marijuana in the try drive, that's a horrible idea. And that people who try to make the argument, like this woman in this article saying, you know, when I smoke weed, I'm a better driver because I'm relaxed and I'm not all tense. That's a lie. I've equated this to when bartenders say, I'm a better bartender when I drink. No, you're having more fun while you're bartending because you're drinking. You're not a better bartender for your customers and or your boss. Trust me, I know from experience. And saying something is safer than drinking and driving, that's the most ridiculously low bar you could possibly it's set. The, it's the <laughs> diet soda <laughs> argument of like, no, Six burritos is fine. I had the diet soda. I mean, listen, if you think that sitting around getting chewed out on blunts and doing dabs all day is a good idea before you get behind the wheel, you're wrong. You are. I'm sorry. That is a bad, 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 bad idea. Look. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Bad look. Really good idea before the radio show. Terrible idea before you drive the car. <laughs> right? A man in Toledo charged with murder. You need this story. We'll give it to you next on the Stansbury Show. 069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 1069. We have a pair of Rhythm and Brews tickets. That event's happening on the 22nd at the Canton Cultural Center, right outside of downtown there. I'll be uh, I'll be there that night from 6 to 8. We'll make sure you are, too, here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. This story coming out of Toledo, Ohio, where a man is being accused of murder, been charged with it, Ish. and the death of a woman because he gave her HIV. Ronald Murdoch infected Kimberly Klempner with HIV without her knowledge. Kimberly was Murdoch's girlfriend for four years before finding out she was HIV positive. Police said Murdoch never told her that he carried the disease, even though he knew. She died back in February as a result of the virus. 
And her son, Josh, said seeing Murdoch in the courtroom was tough for him. I would imagine it would yeah, be. Yeah, says course. it was nerve-wracking. Pretty happy with the outcome so far, he says. It's rough, but it happened, and we're all a little bit closer to the closure now, her son said. Which, what a mature statement to say about your mother being yeah. murdered, essentially, by a guy giving her HIV who knew. Um, I, I believe it was his, if, if I remember from the article I read on this yesterday, it was his estranged wife that then called the girlfriend, reached out to the girl. I, I don't know the communication, but it was like reached out to the girlfriend and told her that he was HIV positive. He had never told her. And Ohio is one of the few states that has HIV laws on the books. If you knowingly have HIV and you do not disclose it to your partner, they get it. You can be charged for murder as this guy's being charged with murder. Well, I, I think there's a handful of states. I know Ohio is one of them, obviously, as we're sitting here doing this. And I'm kind of... I don't want to say conflicted because I'm fine. Charge people all you want. But is it weird to have this law on the book without requiring people to know what sexually transmitted diseases they're currently carrying? Because think about it. If you know you have HIV and you pass it to this person and they die, you're charged for murder. But if you are living with HIV and you don't know that and pass it to somebody, can they charge me for that? Because that seems like a pretty big loophole at that point. Well, if you don't know, I mean, if you have not been diagnosed, and I'm sure that the, you know, whatever, you know, health care organization, whether it's through the county or through your private doctor or whatever it is, once should, you become aware of that, that's Should when it I changes. be required as a sexually active person over the age of 18 to be abreast of the information that's going on with my sexual activity, knowing what it can do to affect the community around me? Um, Are we moving towards that order? Should you? Yes. Is that a government thing? I don't think so. Do I think that that's the appropriate place for government to make that law? I don't necessarily think that that mandatory testing of any sort is appropriate. Because what do we always say? Keep the government out of my bedroom. Right. I don't. I don't want them deciding it's okay for two for two gay people not to have sex. So I don't know if I necessarily want them legislating this either. That's kind of one of the reasons why I want to talk about this is because I, I, dude, this is a gray area for me. Well, and you have to think. Too, I mean, if you knowingly do it and have unprotected sex with somebody, I do think that's malicious. Yeah. Oh, it certainly is, and you should be held responsible for something. I don't know if murder is the right thing. Maybe manslaughter would be the right thing. Um, but it's not like AIDS is the exclusive deadly STD, dude. If you get like hepatitis B or something like that, you can certainly you know right. and, and leave it untreated, or even like syphilis or something like that, and you leave it untreated. That can definitely add to you know the, 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 we're getting into death territory i mean and let's be real like hpv h you know human papillomavirus um essentially genital warts and other like what are considered non-deadly diseases through hpv 47 percent of people have that I well believe. and it's it's one of the leading causes of like genital cancers of like of like testicular cancers and like ovarian cancers and things like that so if you have hpv and you're out there giving it to people and somebody gets cancer from it and you don't How how far down this rabbit hole right, are we going to go? Right, right. So I, AIDS feels like it's AIDS. It's scary. It's in your face. And of course you should do something about it. But I don't know, man. I, I don't I, know. I worry about this the way I worry about like hate crime stuff. I worry about legislating what people are thinking in their mind. I, I it just it, it just leaves me a little uneasy. And this is very much the same way. I find it now. Don't get, I want this guy to be punished, right? Yeah, because yeah. I, I, if you knew you had AIDS and you gave it to some and you had unprotected sex with them, you know what the risk of that is. Yeah. You're not an idiot. You know that. So there should be something. 
I'm totally for it. But I find it weird that I can charge somebody for something because he knows where it could just as likely happen to somebody because of their laziness or refusal to go to a healthcare professional doesn't let them know. That's negligence. But where is the personal responsibility there is you as an adult know that having unprotected sex with anybody could lead to, could these, lead things. to these things. And if you're not, if you're See? not, if you're not going to, this is a sticky wicket. If you're not going to be tested with somebody, if you're not going to, you know, check on your own health on a regular basis, like, isn't that a little bit of responsibility for you? Yeah. I mean, as a person who's sexually active, I try to get tested pretty often about twice a year is about what I try to do there. And, uh, and, and I feel like that's, I feel like that's probably safe. I mean, it's safer than not being tested, dude. I had a buddy who was like, ah, dude, yeah, you know, the chick I'm banging, she just got tested and she said she's fine. That means I'm fine. And I'm like, dude, that's a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. It doesn't mean that at all. No, not even close. Like I, I will I mean, not a, trust somebody else's test results. A lot of STDs and I believe HIV is one of them. They can lay dormant in you for up to five years before you'll start to show signs. I think one of the, I don't want to say scariest things about this, but like one of the things it's a little disturbing here. Is this wasn't like a one night stand or like a prostitute? No, four year relationship. Four year relationship, and like I that's mean, how she caught it. I, I know there's plenty of you know people who do horrible things to their significant others, their wives, their girlfriends, whatever. But it's just like, dude, you knew for four years this is and, a death sentence, right? And you kept like you kept going over there and like having dates with her, and like you kept going over there and like I don't know. I assume you told her you loved her and like you gave her AIDS, dude. That's, that's terrible. If you can knowingly, yeah, because if you can knowingly have AIDS, knowing what life you're giving somebody else if they contract it, and you go into a a, a non-safe sex situation with that person, you're awful. This guy obviously is taking some sort of medication because if he gave her HIV and she developed AIDS in the, that time and he has not developed AIDS or has been able to combat AIDS a little bit. He's, sh- well, he's outlived her. Right. So he obviously is taking some sort of medication and taking some sort of, of, of preventative, you know, to stop him from dying. So like, yeah, dude, every time you see her, you knew that she's dying in front of see, you. Dude, what a terrible person. See, this is what freaks me out about relationships is because everybody gets into and I'm not knocking you per se, but like everybody gets into like these committed relationships. Right. You move in with one another and everybody's like, yeah, we don't need condoms anymore. We can just bang. And it's like, you never know what the other person in your relationship is doing. My brother once gave me a piece of advice that I thought was really, really smart. He said to me, Dan, you can assume your girlfriend's not cheating on you all you want. As soon as you know for sure she's not, she totally is. Well, because at, that person has you fooled. At that point, I mean, is there ever going to be unprotected sex? I mean, is this just wear condoms for every sexual encounter you have for the rest of your life? I mean, uh, versus how, versus AIDS. How, how are how are I mean, are, are we are we putting an end on like childbirth there? Like, I mean, you're asking me. I mean, I'm the guy that proposed a five year ban. Well, yes, but in the greater picture of where beyond just what you think, I'm just saying, like in the bigger picture, what there, matters more than you? what I think. <laughs> right, right, what what right, really what matters? What really matters more than what I think? Nothing is the answer to that. You'll get hooked up with your rhythm and bruise tickets next on the Stansberry Show. So the Stansberry Show on Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. I'm Rock 106.9. We have those Rhythm and Brews tickets. That event on the 22nd at the Canton Cultural Center. We'll get you in here shortly. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need. I know everybody's all consumed with the NBA Finals, but currently also going on is the Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> what? You're not, you're, you're not into the hockey? I am not into the hockey. Series is tied. Two games apiece. Do you know who's in the Stanley Cup? 
Yeah, Penguins and the Predators. So you do know at least who's playing. Yeah. Okay. So Nashville's at Pittsburgh, I believe, this evening for Game 5. Starts at 8 o'clock. Now, the reason why I bring this up is my friend Stephanie lives in Nashville, and she's a huge Preds fan. Huge. Yeah, it's kind of amazing how Nashville's embraced that team, but they really have. You so. wouldn't think hockey in Nashville would, would go hand in hand. Like I've always been, I've always questioned Cleveland not having a like a professional hockey team. You're right in between Pittsburgh, who loves it, Detroit, who loves it, Chicago, who loves it. It seems kind of crazy that we're not hockey people. Once upon a time, I agree. I know the monsters. I get it. But I'm saying we don't have an NHL franchise. You got, you got the Blue Jackets. And I think I think Northeast Ohio, especially via uh, the Buckeyes, forget that. via the Buckeyes have, have kind of claimed you know Columbus as their own. So like, if you wanted to, if you wanted to be hockey, dude, Blue Jackets are your team. Okay, I can see that. So my friend Stephanie's a huge Preds fan. And so she sent me this article that's going kind of viral about the NHL playoffs. Apparently, a couple of guys who were from Nashville moved out of town and went back to Nashville to be downtown for the Stanley Cup games. I totally right. get that. If I was living in you know somewhere else, Cavs playing in the playoffs, I'd want to be home to watch that too. Yeah. Right? So they go to a a place called, I believe it's Rippy's Rib House, to watch the other uh, the game the other night. Okay. And the reason why their story is going viral is a guy posted his bar tab online. Right. And it was like $1,127.25 for his bar tab. Jesus, dude. Over a girl? God damn. This was after game three of the Stanley Cup final. God damn, dude. Okay. What did he drink? And he's, they were at Rippy's Rib House. Nobody ordered ribs. That's kind of weird. Okay. He says, but they got there around, I think it was like 11 a.m., and stayed until the end of that game. Now, right. I'm guessing that game started at 8 o'clock at night. So my guess is this is 12 hours in a bar. Okay. Now, you can, you can talk about the $1,127, the, you know, the $1,100 spent in the bar. And that's what most shows would do. It would be like, oh, my God, look how much money have you spent in the bar and blah, blah, blah. Where I'm going to take this another way. Bar owners are going to hate this. You're gonna hate, dude. If I was a bar owner, I would never give anybody an itemized receipt ever again out of my bar. All you've done is given them a document that proves you overserved them. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. There's 93 Coors Lights on here. Yeah. 93 beers. It was three dudes. Now people are gonna say they were buying rounds for the bar. Okay. He did, really didn't. He actually goes into that. He says we were buying buckets of beers. And then hand, you know, occasionally somebody would ask us for a beer. We'd give you one, but we weren't necessarily buying rounds for the bars. Listen to this. There's 93 Coors Lights on it, 10 Miller Lights, 10 Bud Lights, one sample platter. They get into some food here, obviously. Five Vegas bombs, one Blue Moon that was seven bucks, which, <laughs> dude, you're, you're getting over on people. Eight shots of Patron. What do you. Dude, what are you doing giving a table of patrons, even at 12 hours in the bar, what are you doing giving them a hundred over a hundred beers? Are you yeah. crazy? In the day and age of a bar owner slash bartender being charged for people in DUIs and stuff, what are you doing giving an itemized receipt out? How goddamn expensive for these beers? Because, I mean, even if, okay, so we said 100 plus beers right there, but like like four bucks for a bottle of beer? And if it's in a bucket, I'm going to assume like four. Well, I bucks? have it broken down, okay? Okay. So the 93 Coors Lights, $558 flat. 10 Miller Lights, 60. 10 Bud Lights, 60. $6 a beer at this bar? 
Good God, dude. downtown Nashville, I yeah, guess, man. Do bigger city, trendier city, cooler mm. places? You're gonna pay more. <laughs> but let's look at the food because people are gonna be like, "Well, you know they ate." Which, by the way, eating doesn't make you sober up. Any good cop will tell. Any bad cop will tell you that. Anybody will tell okay, you. Okay, so I mean, let's look true. at the food. One sample platter, one cheeseburger, one chicken fingers, one sausage and cheese plate. One plate of nachos, one pulled pork sandwich between three guys and 112 beers or whatever, plus plus the shots. There was 13 shots had. I mean, I, I'm telling Surprise, you. That's it, dude. I thought this was going to be like it was bottle service at the club and you were getting charged $300 for a bottle of Patron. But, dude, if you're, if you're putting this all up over like individual drinks, god damn, that's a lot of money. If you're a bar owner... And you're passing out itemized receipts right now. I think all you're doing is giving a document that's going to work against you in a courtroom when one of your consumers goes out there and does something after leaving your establishment that they shouldn't have been doing. This is, I'm telling you, I, I, dude, if I was a bar owner right now and people were posting pictures of my receipts online, I'd be furious or terrified of what was going to end up happening to me. This is a document proving you overserved three gentlemen in your bar. You got to tighten up your game, people. You have to. There are too many laws working against you now in today's day and age. Let's get you hooked up with these Rhythm and Brews tickets. We have those on the 22nd when that happens. Canton Cultural Center. And I will be there from 6 to 8 that evening as well. 1-800-243-7625 is the number we will take caller 15 at right now. Close out the program for you next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Show, Rock 106.9. Can't believe this is the end of the program right now. I, uh, today went really quick for me. Yeah, I mean, especially when you consider, like, I'm not going to lie, I didn't want to do this today. I didn't want to come in here and have to eat crow about the Cavaliers and, like, listen to all the haters and uh, staying up till midnight. And, yeah, it was a quick one. I just watched a video of Steph Curry's mom and Kevin Durant's mom going, like, crazy after the win. And I got to admit, if I wasn't a Cavs fan, that video would be... that video would have been all right to watch. Be like, oh, that's cool. Their moms are really into- if, like. If I wasn't invested in the series at all, like that video would actually be like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. But like, it's against my team, so I kind of hate it. And I f- do find Steph Curry and his family to be wildly annoying. Okay, Kevin Durant and his mom wildly annoying. Sean Livingston and his mom wildly annoying. Steve Kerr and his mom wildly annoying. Like, I hate you- them all. Hate them all. You went so far to say that today. That when the 30 for 30 on this Warriors team, if they should go historic 16 and 0 to win the title, that you won't even watch that 30 for 30. Nope. Not at all, dude. I mean, I despise this team. Like, it is. It has, what about them makes you hate it so much? Well, obviously, the rivalry with the Cavaliers is, sure. is, is like the, the moving factor in it. Um, but these guys are all just, I feel like, such villains. And to an extent, I guess that's a part of the goodness of this rivalry. It is, is. that, like, you got Dream NBA Green. needed it. Hate it. Steph Curry. Hate him. Clay Thompson. Hate him. Just hate them all. Dude. I hate Clay. Hate them. Just hate each and Clay. every single one of them. I mean, See, I'm talking I don't hate Draymond. Dude, all of them. I, I've said I've said a thousand times that I only dislike Draymond because he's a warrior. If you put the Draymond Green on the Cavaliers, he's probably my favorite Cavalier. I dude, the, there's something about that guy that is likable. It's just he's part of the roadblock standing in way of another championship for us. So there's where like I don't like Draymond, but I would love him as a Cavalier. Well, dude, I'd love any of those guys as a Cavalier. Yeah, if you put if you put Steph Curry on the team, or if you put you know Kevin Durant on the team, of course I'm gonna be like, hey, dude, pretty good. Like, what if that happened? What if Durant's like, you know what, Warriors? Yeah, I'm out. I'm going to go there. play with LeBron this time. Imagine if that happened. Um, uh, Fingers crossed that it doesn't, dude. At this point, I mean, obviously the NBA is going to lay out the way that
that it is. Um, you're going to have to make moves in this offseason, and the I, Cavs are going to have to retool, and I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to have see, to if they want to compete. Next year is the one I'm more worried about than this year. Because I agree with you. I think major moves are going to be made in the offseason. But if you make these moves and then come up short again, see, what were the moves? Everybody talked about all the transactions this year. What, Darren Williams? You know what I mean? Like, adding, like that. So if you lose this year after winning the title last year and the big move was Darren Williams, I don't necessarily hate it. If we do what you were talking about this morning, which was Fantone's got a crazy idea, not crazy, but like your idea is. Wade already knows how to play with LeBron, so go get Dwayne Wade. Chris Bosh so, already knows how to play with LeBron. Go if you Chris go Bosch. get Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and then you don't win, then it, I'm I, I'm a little bit more upset because that feels like a major attempt at this and you didn't do it. I mean, you got to do something, though. And it, when you look at the limited options and what's available and what teams are going to be willing to work with and who they're going to be willing to trade and how those players will fold themselves into the Cavaliers. I mean, you just don't have that many options. And, 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 and you know, Scott from waiting for next year um, gave the Paul George idea a 5% chance of happening. And I know Scott's not Nostradamus, but still. He's tied like, in, though. Right. He knows a thing or two about a thing or two when it comes to Cleveland uh, sports there. So, you, you know, I, I, it's going to be tough, man. I mean, you, you, you don't have a talent like Kevin Durant you know, available right now in, in free agency and you don't have the cap space that the Golden State Warriors had going into this. So it's it's going to be tough for the Cavaliers. Yeah, the reason they were able to do that is because they got Steph at a bargain in the draft. They got Draymond in the second round. I mean, they, they drafted this team pretty smart. They paid for Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? But aside from that, they they picked all these players. And so you can't necessarily knock it. I, um, you know, I was listening to Chris Broussard's show on Fox Sports the other day. And he brought up a, a, a really good point, which is, what do you do if you're the Cavs? What do you do if you're LeBron James? Because you're going to keep going to the finals, and if you keep losing this greatest ever, second greatest ever even, then those arguments start to wane. What do you? But well, sure, what do you do if you're the rest of the NBA? You have to do something. I mean, what is LeBron going to do, retire? You know what I mean? Like, that's, you know, you, you have to do something. You have to go out there and play the game. So I... Uh, I don't know what the answer is, dude. I wish I could. I wish I could point to it right now and say like this is definitively how they fix things or how they win things. And I, dude, yeah. I mean, the idea of Wade and Bosch. I don't know if that's enough, but it's something. But it's a swing. It's, and, and you got to take your swing, man. You can't not do anything. Right. So I agree with you. I still think my idea might not be too crazy either. LeBron, Lonzo, and Paul George's Lakers. I, I don't think it's crazy. I really don't. I, I think le- my gut says LeBron stays a Cavalier for the end of his career, but you can't tell me he's going to be okay being swept in the finals twice. But but what what better team? What team? You can't tell me that Paul George and and and, and, a, and a depleted Lakers bench and a rookie are going to put LeBron in a better situation to win. I agree, but that but I. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's the scenario. I know I cannot be in the camp of there's no situation whatsoever in which he doesn't leave. Retirement's the only option then at that point. I honestly think, and again, I'm a guy who thinks LeBron James is going to retire way early. I keep hearing guys say he's going to be playing at a high level for eight years. I'm not sure he's going to play eight more years. 
He val- he looks and values his life and his career differently than any other athlete we've ever seen. Michael would have never, well, except for leaving to go play baseball. Yeah. But like Kobe, you had to drag Kobe off the court. I don't think we're going to have to drag LeBron off the court. How bad was Kobe in those final years? Right. How bad was Jordan in those final That's years? That's what I'm saying. I don't think LeBron wants to get there. LeBron far greater than either of those players were. If this was, you know, if this was his last year, year 14, just like Jordan had, dude, then far greater in his final years. I don't see why, why he's walking away. It took four years, but a guy just tweeted in my least favorite idea to fix the Cavaliers. Okay. It, took, it took four hours, sorry, okay. for right. this program. Nick tweets in and says Carmelo Anthony. That's not the fix. I, I don't think he does it. I don't think he can do it. And how does he play within the team? What role does he play? Are, are you looking at him to replace Kevin Love? That's the thing is we can just start naming basketball players. He off. doesn't play defense. We just start in defense and offense. Scoring enough points is not the Cavaliers' problem. That is not the Cavaliers' problem, dude. It's defensively. So, like I said, we can just start naming players off, but you have to look at how they would play within the team that exists right now. Carmelo Anthony has never played an entire game's worth of defense in his entire career. Like you could take every game he's ever played in and compile all the defensive effort. It doesn't add up to one game. He's an offensive juggernaut, or at least he was once upon a time. I don't know if he still is anymore at this point, but I don't think that that's going to help you overcome the Warriors. I really don't. At this point, I'm not sure anything does. I think LeBron's in for a heavy dose of getting back to the finals every year and losing. And at some point, he's going to go, if I keep losing finals like this, my legacy is going to be affected. I think you may see an early retirement before he allows that to happen. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. We still have next year. We still have moves to be made. We're getting way ahead of ourselves here. But I think that there's a chance he exits early versus losing more finals. I think it's still, uh, you know, obviously. They the, can still rip four straight and win. Right. I mean, you know, it's They're possible. good enough. And, and, and it's possible that who knows what happens within Golden State's organization in the offseason. Does Kevin Durant really take much money? How much less money does he take? Are these guys all willing to make those sacrifices for each we other? We don't know what Clay Thompson's thinking. You, you don't. You don't know what's going to happen. Being a two-time NBA champion is much different than being a one-time NBA champion. And all of a sudden, if you're Clay Thompson, you might go, you know what, dude? I got two rings. Let me go get paid. Let me go get out of here. I'll go be the number you never know what guys are going to want and how they're going to evaluate their lives and their careers. But you give a guy two rings, it's much different than when he's only got one. Now all of a sudden, you know, you're cemented as a two-time NBA champion. It's a completely different thing than one. One's luck, two's good. And I think that's how some guys may look at it. And you're right, that team may not stay together. And we're talking about this as if it's done. LeBron and company are totally capable of ripping off four in a row. Is it going to happen? I don't think so. I don't think so. Given the way these games have ended, these three, I don't believe so. But they are capable of four in a row. Let's live in the hypothetical world. And let's say, and I mean, this is a big insane of butts. And we're throwing these around like they're candy and nuts. But like, if this were to happen and the Cavaliers were to were to win four consecutive games against Greatest this, of all time. And look, the conversation's over, right? Greatest LeBron, of all time. Greatest of all time. If he beats this team that people are already calling an all-time great team, Vegas actually gave him a seven-point advantage over the 90s Bulls teams with Jordan. And I think they're right. I think Vegas is right. I think this Warriors team would beat that Jordan team. I really do. I really do. I, I And so, like, if he beats this, if he comes back 0-3 and mounts a four-game run, yeah, greatest ever. Go. I like living in a dream world, too. <laughs> and we all have 12-inch long penises and a million dollars in our checking accounts. I'm going to be mad when I pee after the program right now. I'm going to be really, really mad. I feel like that was false advertisement. 
false advertisement. I did not like what I what has just been thrusted on my shoulders. And I do have to pee, and I'm going to hate Fantone <laughs> in about five minutes. Son of a bitch. We're done for the day, and I'm done for life now after hearing that. <laughs> we'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106. Now you guys have an awesome afternoon.